in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, this was one of those weekends. You know, we always say it's never a dull moment at Coors Field. We had a lot going on. Gloomy day at the ballpark. Gloomy day in Denver right now. We can't even call today gloomy because it was bright and sunny and then immediately it was raining and then it was bright and sunny and then it was raining. And then it was so it was just like. That typical, that typical Colorado weather. Notes of gloominess, yeah. for sure, weather-wise. And a lot of that extending to the clubhouse, on the field, yes. the box score, box score, all of those things. We'll talk about the 1-5 in five homestand, which uh, is a rarity for the Rockies to, to only come away with one win in a six-game homestand. They weren't swept. Yay. We'll get into all of that, uh, including today's mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate loss. But let's... Dig a little bit into the series with Toronto. Series by the stats. We've got four. Listen to them all. You pick the one you want to start with. Okay. Is it the number 29? That's the amount of outfield assists for Colorado most in all of the National League. Ooh. 14. The amount of the game amount of games the Rockies still have left at Coors Field this season. I'm sorry, what was that number? 14. 14? <laughs> That's like, That's it? That seems like a lot to me. That doesn't seem like a lot. The season is like over and there's still two weeks. (laughs) Yes, the season's over. And I feel like we've been covering this specific season for 500 years. But like also when you say 14 games, that does not sound like a lot to me. No, that's true. 13, the number of wins Colorado will need over their final 27 games in order to avoid 100 losses. Or the number two, the amount of stolen bases for Nolan Jones today, the first in his career. Or two, the number of Rockies, rookies, making huge headlines in their outfield, which would you like to talk about first? You know what? Um, uh, I feel like we already started talking about, you know, let's talk about the number 13. Okay. Let's pick the number 13. So that's what the Rockies need to aim for if they want to avoid losing a hundred games, but it feels like the train is just already in motion there. It really is. And actually my, my numbers was wrong. They'd have to go 13 and 13. They'd play 500 ball the rest of the way. They still got to go to Chicago. Arizona's in the hunt. San but Francisco. Yeah, that, and that's the problem because we don't have an easy schedule for no. the rest of the season. We no. are playing. We are going to see the Rockies play a lot of teams that are fighting tooth and nail for playoff spots, for wild card spots. I, I think it's very unlikely that they avoid 100 losses. And it's it's weighing on these guys right now, especially at this point in the season. Very true. I, I was talking with someone on, on the way out from the press box today mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know that anyone has really talked to the players on an individual basis from media about what 100 losses, like what it means to mm-hmm. them to either avoid it or what it means to be a part of that team or the pressure that they might be feeling. Is that something that Bud Black is talking about? Probably not. Is there somebody higher up in the front office that's maybe mm-hmm. pressuring them to say, hey, let's see if we get this on track. We don't want to be the first team ever to lose 100 games and be a part of that roster, be a part of that wrong side of history. So that kind of pressure, I think, this week and particularly today in the post game, kind of boiled over a little bit, particularly for closer Justin Lawrence. Absolutely, yeah. We talked to him after the game uh, because he's had, uh, his past two outings especially, have been pretty rough. Um, but yeah, he um, he really opened up. He, it was a very vulnerable moment. It was really tough to see too. It's tough to see you know, a guy who you know has really good stuff being so upset about the way things are going right now. But we do have a great interview with him. Uh, Yaya, are we ready to play that? All right, here is um, our post-game conversation with Justin Lawrence. 
I mean, the reality of the situation is uh, just I've, I've let our team down for the past uh, three weeks, almost a month now. Uh, it's frustrating because it's not. I'm not. I'm not just going out there and, and doing the same thing and hoping for a different result. Uh, talk to the coaches, you know, watching film. Uh, it's just tough right now. You seem to be emotional about this. Is this something that, um, I mean, it obviously really is, is, has impacted you. Um, what is it about, you know, obviously this is the most uneasy pitch. It's late in the season. Teams, you know, overall kind of struggling. What is it about the situation that really hits you like, like it seems to be hitting you? As lineup, man, they fight every uh, every inning, every time they come through, anytime we go down, uh, they fight back. And from the top to the bottom, uh, Seems like something exciting happens on defense or offense with uh, with this group of guys, and, and it, uh, when, it's, when my name's called, I want to go out there and get the job done. So uh, the fact that I haven't been able to do that uh, stinks, hurts. I just, just really feel like I'm uh, letting everybody down right now. I just hate that it, it it's kind of boiling down to me at the end of the game there and, and not being able to get it done. Results aside from today. Is there maybe a, a slight silver lining to know that Buddy still wanted you out there in the ninth today? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, we, we talked yesterday about it, and he told me, he said, I really hope that you get an opportunity to get in the game today and, and, and bounce back. Uh, I, I felt like myself out there. I felt like I was making pitches. Um, just wasn't the result we wanted. just kind of gets a little, a little tiring, you know, when it's the same thing over and over and the same result over and over. And I, like, I want to go out there and get the job done because – Every single time, someone's coming up to me and telling me, you know, it's it's you got this. Like you're a dog. Like you're our guy. And I know I, know I am. I know I can be. And I haven't been. So uh, it's just every time someone comes up to me after an, uh, after a tough outing, it's, it's I know I got guys in my corner. So it's I want to I want to do my part. Just so tough to to watch him after the game, uh, just feeling all of the pressure weighing on him of letting down his teammates who really did put on. Uh, I mean, our offense was popping today. We had some stuff going on and yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, just feeling the, the weight of uh, of, you know, yeah, being a part of that that loss today. It's tough. And as he said, it's kind of been going on longer than that. You know, I don't think mm -hmm. the numbers think he's maybe gotten away with a couple of things you know sometimes that's what earned run average you just look at that and you say hey I've been good but you can get a little bit lucky when that happens mm -hmm. if there's traffic on the bases and I think he knows that oh man I've, I've been letting some guys on and maybe I've been benefiting from the defense more than I should and so you know it comes to a head today a little bit and you know he stands up and obviously you know when when we come over to to talk with certain players you know, they're, they're going to talk to us, mm -hmm. but, you know, he, he stood up and, and he was able to get through that, uh, which was nice to see because we don't always talk to players who cost the team the game. Like, we talk to the starting pitcher. For anyone that doesn't know, when we go into the clubhouse after talking with Buddy, mm -hmm. we go right to the starting pitcher, whoever it was that day, even if it was a, you know, shortened start like it was today with Chase Anderson because of the 59-minute rain delay that we had to deal with. And then we'll go and maybe... If it's a loss, there might only be like one other player you talk to. Sometimes not, depending on who's there. If TV wants to talk with that uh, that player, mm -hmm. if it's a win, you know, there's the vibes are a little bit better. Everybody wants to talk about, hey, no, this guy was doing it. No, 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 this person contributed. Let's talk about him. During the loss, it's not quite as much. So to go right up to him and say, hey, you know, you, you cost your team this game. You got your seventh loss of the season. You know, he stood up. He's he's a big leaguer. 
um, that that's part of his job, but doesn't mean it's an easy job to do. No, definitely not an easy job. And we saw the one of the harder parts of it today firsthand. Um, yeah. yeah, just it was brutal. It was, it was, it was brutal. Rough. It was brutal for all of us. Yeah, your heart heart definitely goes out to him. And I mean, there's been a few of those moments this season. I feel like more than normal. And again, you know, when Austin Gomber had you know his moment in April, there was no real talk of 100 losses. I mean, sure, it was out there, but it was like, it hey, wasn't, it's April. It it's wasn't April. in the, it wasn't in the, you know, realm of possible, or realm of probability exactly. at that point. Months because away. it was just so early in the season. But uh, yeah, I do think it is interesting though that we've had like a couple of these really emotional moments with pitchers this season. Uh, and I mean, I'm so glad that, you know, these guys feel comfortable opening up, but at the same time, I yeah. hate that they're going through it. Yeah, I think there's just an environment right now in the Rockies clubhouse where you know you've got all of these young players still trying to establish themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we've got an article up right now on the DNVR.com where I talked a little bit with Austin Gomber about you know what he's going through, and he's like, "Yeah, I know I'm still trying to earn a spot on this team next year," and and we all know he's got one locked up, you know, partially because of some of the injuries, but at mm -hmm. the same time, he's still trying to establish himself in his career. He's going to be a free agent at some point, and what he mm -hmm. does maybe during the final month of this season could could help him down the road. And so he's trying to do that. Justin Lawrence is trying to establish himself. He could be on pitching ninja, you know, each and every day, but but he knows like. He's got to make these pitches in these big spots and be a little bit crisp, crisper mm -hmm. um, and, and get those results. And so you've got that. You've got the brotherhood and, and the clubhouse being so supportive of everyone yeah. and the expectations not being of we've got to win at all costs, figure this out, lose sleep. So uh, so I, I think there's there's more wiggle room to allow a guy to go out there in a spot because there's really nobody else to like take that player's place. So mm -hmm. maybe on a different team, Justin Lawrence doesn't go back out there today after nearly blowing the save on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And you say, all right, you know, you're still our closer, but let's get you away uh, from this spot for right now. Tyler Kinley can go out. He was needed in the eighth inning mm -hmm. today, but you don't have that luxury. So it kind of just, again, it creates this situation for better or worse, but you know, to your point, it is nice that we're seeing athletes talking about the impact that this can have on their mental health. And Justin Lawrence did that earlier this year, probably really when all this began mm -hmm. a month or so ago when, you know, he got a text from someone claiming well, to be text, all about mental health. A DM. Sure. A DM. Not a, it's not a dude who had his phone number. It's a right. dude from freaking Instagram. Sure. Yeah, we had a great conversation about, uh, we, I talked to him in Tampa about, you know, looking back at that and why he felt the need to speak up. And he's just like, listen, like, I had to call this guy out. You can't be saying mm -hmm. you care about mental health when you're, like, actively being a detriment to other people's mental health. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. You tell him. That was nice. It's big. It's bigger than, you know, he, I think he said, like, yeah, like, he, you know, said this kind of jokingly when I talked to him in Tampa. He was like, you know, sorry, I, like, lost you $7 on your bet. Like, it's so much bigger than you know your silly bet that you made like For these sure. are real people yeah no it, it's good that these players are you know welcoming the opportunity to do that we'll talk about daniel bard here in a second mm -hmm. you know he does go on the il with right forearm strain 15 day il and i'm i'm not sure that we're gonna see him again for the rest of this season i i don't know well we've got a lot of questions to answer on today's show but the one question that we have to answer in fact here's yeah. just the answer the answer the answer is bet three six five. That's the answer. Got it. I don't got care what the it. question was. The answer is 
Bet365. Yes, bet responsibly. You don't need to bet. You don't need to message the players you bet on, by the way. <laughs> Let's try to get away from that comment. Uh, yes, turn $1 into $200 of bonus bets when you join Bet365. You download the app. It's simple. You deposit $10, and you claim your $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. It's that easy. Download the Bet365 app and use code DNVR when you sign up. They've pioneered live in-game betting. Proud partner of the Colorado Rockies. I mean, they're approaching a million live streams each and every year. People are using it worldwide. They're great at what they do. It's Bet365. Use that code DNVR365 to get that special offer. And they've got an early baseball payout offer where you're a winner if your team goes up by five runs or more. Instant payout. Parlay and same game parlay selections will be marked as winners. Download the app and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. American Raptors... That's Ooh. the spot. Still, the Infinity spot. Park has been popping all summer long. This offseason, I want to do uh, a podcast about where each Denver stadium ranks within their league. And without a shadow of a doubt, Infinity Park has to be the best mm -hmm. spot for rugby in the U.S. I mean, it's the reason it's called Rugby Town USA. Yeah. It's a wonderful location. They're not messing around. They're not. And, you know, besides the, the American Raptors learning about the sport, you know, because rugby isn't something that's really passed down from generation to generation in our it's country. It's not really like a big, like, sport that you play when right. you're a little kid. No. We, we <laughs> I mean, that's probably what it looks like when kids are trying to play football. They're just like tackling each other and just lateral passes and whatnot. Rugby's so, so much more than that. Yeah. Inadvertently, we've all played a lot of rugby. Uh, but oh find out what it looks like from the pros down at Infinity Park. They got wonderful deals, too, where tickets are starting at like $10. Children 12 and under get to, to go in for free. It's amazing. We've got one-on-one -on -one rugby podcasts on the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. It's pretty cool. Check them out. American Raptors. Dot com. All right, let's let's brighten up the mood a little bit. Yes. With some Rockies outfielder appreciation. Rookie Rockies outfielder appreciation. Who do you appreciate? Who do you want to appreciate more first? Nolan Jones or Mr. Brenton Doyle? I can't possibly pick <laughs> one or the other. Right? I feel like it's like, you know, choosing the favorite between your kids. Not that I have kids, but I'm assuming it's impossible. Um, uh, yeah, no, they've just been like the two of them incredible out there let's talk about nolan jones first because okay. that man wasn't even an outfielder a year ago no right you know? we talked a little bit about this i had a one-on-one -on -one with him on friday I haven't posted it yet it'll go up eventually but yeah i mean like yeah the dude was not even doing this position a year ago and now look at him he people are talking about him a, a lot yeah in a big way in a big way 12 outfield assists it's hard to keep track because uh what's funny is being asked on Twitter by the homie Nate at Rocktober 19, I think. Like, hey, uh, what's like the rookie record for outfield assists? And then all of a sudden, it's like every series they're adding one, two, or three more outfield assists. So it's hard to keep track. I think it's 12 for Nolan Jones. I don't know. He might be the guy that gets left out of the Gold Glove Award finalist voting because the outfield assists are nice and flashy, but it's about, hey, are you tracking the ball down? Are you taking good routes? As you said, he's mm -hmm. still learning the position, did steal two bases today. That was awesome seeing that Friday night. He did have a really good catch uh, against Vladimir Guerrero yes, Jr. Three-run home run, an opposite field shot against Genesis Cabrera uh, during that loss. And Cabrera's hands just immediately went into his mitt. And you saw the head jerk to where you're like, <laughs> 
That's a four-letter word right there. He's not happy. He went three for three. Also had a triple, a walk, three RBI. He now has 14 home runs, tied for six most by a Rockies rookie with Matt Holliday. Good company to be in. That, I was going to say, anytime <laughs> you're in the same sentence as Matt Holiday, that is, that's that's a good sign. Yeah, Friday night, he was so good on Friday. Three for three plus a walk. Um, and I know that's a big deal for him, too. Uh, yeah. That's something he's working on is, you know, what he's able to accomplish at the plate. And uh, Friday, it was, it, was, it was clicking for him. It was working. It was. Yeah, he looked great at the plate. Uh, he's also, if you're looking at just left-handed hitters, he only trails Todd Helton for rookie home runs. Hmm. Now, that's a far away. That's uh, He's got 25, so he'd need 11 more. But still, like, second most by a left-handed hitting rookie, it's Nolan Jones right now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, no, um, and Nolan talked, too, about how he and Brenton Doyle, like, they're both so young. They're both yeah. new in this huge Rockies outfield. Yeah. And they're both, you know, learning how to, you know, best work with each other, too. Yeah, they're, they're literally finding their way in that gigantic yes. outfield. Making the way in the world today takes everything you've got. Mm. That you, you can use that as the is headline. Is that a Taylor Swift song? or Is it Cheers? Mm, that the, must be Dynamite. It was the Frasier prequel is what that was. <laughs> I'm pretty Stop. sure. Uh, also, Nolan Jones kind of doing the young Charlie Blackman thing earlier than Charlie. Charlie took a while to really get his career going. But he's hitting left-handed pitching in a big way, close to 300 500 slugging percentage against left-handed pitchers. We saw that all weekend. Blue Jays pushed the button for the left-handed pitcher to come in against Charlie Blackman or Nolan Jones, and those guys would uh, inevitably come through in a big way. Hey, also, too, stick around because we didn't really highlight all the things we're going to talk about today. We're going to do our DNVR ranks, best Rockies uniforms in Rockies history. That's exciting. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. excited, too. I'm excited about that. Excited about Brenton Doyle. Let's Bases talk about clearing Brenton Doyle. triple. Saturday was... I mean, I feel like every game, not every, but there's so many games you go, oh, Brenton Doyle game. Saturday night was kind of the Brenton Doyle game with the bases clearing triple, first time with three RBI, and then just breaking every land speed record with his arm. Yeah, a hun more than 105 miles an hour on an uh, outfield assist there, and that is, that's a freaking record. That's the fastest ever recorded in the StatCast era. That's our guy. And he's just getting started. I think it was in Manny's article. He said he called them the Colorado Cannon. And I go, you know what? You know what? That Manny could do it. would come up. That's pretty good. With a good name like that. Shout out to Manny Randawa. The homie. Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. 100.9 miles per hour on the assist. Tied for fastest. And then on a ball that Davis Schneider did he took like half a step off of third base and said, oh, no, that's Bretton Doyle out there. I know the scouting report on mm -hmm. him. Doyle got behind it 105.7 on the throw, like fastest ever recorded by an outfielder. It said, and I'm like, could an infielder have like gotten that much momentum going forward to throw it faster? I'm assuming so, because we're saying it's the outfield record. But 105.7. Now, when I hear Doyle, Unreal. now when I hear that Doyle's entering the game, I do double check and go. Is it Brenton or Tommy? Because I think Brenton <laughs> deserves a shot. He should be pitching because the Rockies have yet to throw a hundred mile an hour pitch this season. The only That's, team in baseball. That is so Brenton true. Doyle, let him pitch. That is actually so funny. I was wondering. I'm like, I don't think we've actually had any pitchers throw that hard this season yet. Like Brenton Doyle's out there getting guys out. So Colorado Cannon, you like that better, I'm sure, than 
the Virginia Creeper, right? Yes. <laughs> you never liked yeah, that one. I never li- I mean, I understand and appreciate its very niche origins. <laughs> very niche. But I don't <laughs> like it just because it sounds bad. But I it love do. the Colorado Canon. This is why we let nicknames develop and blossom on their own. It's so good. Because yes. this is so much better than just where he's from. This is where he's going. Oh, and what he provides? Yeah. He's got a little sidearm there. And I don't mean, like, throwing it from the sure side. Uh, the the starting pitching is blossoming, which is strange to say about a, a trio of pitchers who are all going to be 30 years old or older than that uh, next year. Flexing is 29 right now. Uh, he looked nice. Uh, after walking six batters in that first start with the Rockies on July 29th, he's only walked five over his previous six starts. So mm. Chris Flexen has been a little bit better. Ty Block on Saturday night. Did give up four runs in the first. A lot of dinks and dunks. I was beginning to think it was the Toronto Raptors were in town huh. with all those little dunks that were going <laughs> in. I had my eye on Drake, seeing if he was wearing his Otani jersey or another player he wants to jinx. I, I don't know exactly who that would be. But Drake, so chaotic. Block's been good. And then Chase Anderson, you know, was was all right today. Did give up two runs and I believe it was four innings of work. Threw about the same amount of pitches as he did in his, his rehab start, so he might have been able to go out there for fifth inning before that rain delay. Yeah, I think that it would have really been a different story if we didn't have that rain yeah. delay right in the middle of the game. Yeah. Um, I think he could have gone out for a little bit longer. And you might not have had, you know, Tommy Doyle did come in after the rain delay and, and gave up those three runs there, so uh, that could have certainly been different. So the, the move today was, because Anderson was on the I.L., Anderson comes off the I.L., Daniel Bard to the I.L. with the right forearm tightness, and I'm beginning to think, is this the last we could possibly see of Daniel it Bard this year? It wasn't tightness. It was fatigue. Oh, fatigue. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's what, that's what makes Thank it interesting because it's just fatigued. I do wonder if we will see Daniel Bard pitch again this season. Should we I see do... him? How about that? Should we? That might be a harder question to ask, that's right? That's a really hard question to ask because like, we all know we need those arms. Yeah. We need arms. But at the same time, Daniel Bard really seems like he needs a break. Seems like he needs a break. He has not been the same this season. You absolutely hate to see it. We missed the Daniel Bard from last season, but that's not how baseball works. I think of the two ends of the spectrum in a sense. So I like to think about things in extremes to figure out where I am in the middle. Ryan Feltner and Daniel Bard. Feltner, for him to come back and to make a start or even just an appearance out of the bullpen Mm -hmm. at the end of the season, that's him overcoming something and it kind of allows him a restart to go into the offseason. I'm not sure that there's anything Daniel Bard can do in this final month of the year that allows him a reset. The reset will come when the calendar turns to 2024. Mm -hmm. He's able to go to spring training and put that past him. So if that's the case, then he frees up a spot on the the roster for another young guy that you say, it just gives you an opportunity, gives a team another chance to look at him and say, all right, let's see if we've got something here. You know, there are some players that need to be protected uh, ahead of the Rule 5 draft in the offseason, so you'd have to put somebody on the 40-man. You figure something out. Mm -hmm. But still, I I think it it might even just be better to give that opportunity to somebody else. That's just my two cents. That that is definitely an extreme. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I wonder, yeah, I wonder what'll happen with all this. But I do know, I mean, Daniel Bart has stepped away from baseball in the past for yeah. a long time. So I just think I think a break might do him well. Yeah. I'm not saying he should step away for six years like he did before. But like, you know, maybe maybe he just needs to relax the rest of the season, come back fresh for spring training. Yeah, I, I think that would be the the best move. Gomber 
We're still waiting to uh, see what happens with him. Caught up with him before the game, and you know, he just did a, a throw a bullpen while in Arizona. That's where Colorado heads next. And they'll go from there. You know, it wasn't his decision to get pulled early. It wasn't necessarily his decision to miss his next start. He's on board with it, of course. So we'll wait and see if he needs to go on the IL, if he'll make his next start. I'm sort of curious, because, again, this is the article on the DNVR.com about what could happen next with the rotation. Of the trio that we just talked about from this weekend, mm-hmm. Chris Flexen, Ty Block, Chase Anderson, of the three, how many do you think will be back in the 2024 rotation? And if so... Who? Because we've decided, all right, we just, mm-hmm. you know, we're the GMs now. Yes, no, but it's free. I, I am the GM. Bill That's Schmidt, it. who? It's Susie Hunter. That's it. Let me put on my GM hat. GM hat. Looks great. You got, you've got Kyle Freeland. You've got Austin Gomber. And now you've got Peter Lambert to rely upon as your top three. Mm-hmm. After that, again, we don't know about Feltner yet. Maybe he's in one of those spots. But of the three older guys who will all be 30 years old or older, Mm-hmm. Do we see any of them in the rotation next year? Will they all be battling for spots in the rotation? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Ty Block is just like the kind of guy who will never go anywhere outside of the Rockies organization for the rest of his life. Because it's his hometown team. But like also, like mm-hmm. he just keeps finding his way back to us. Ty Block will somehow find his way back into the rotation again. I just know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been pitching the best out of... Out of everybody. And also that, yes, he's been pitching great lately. Over his last eight starts, so basically since he's joined the rotation, 3-5-4 ERA. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. That's great for Colorado. That's, like, really tough to do. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he's kind of, you know, doing a Jorge De La Rosa thing of just a guy who knows how to pitch at Coors Field and, and can lead from the back of the rotation. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you'd, you'd, you would like a guy like that as maybe more of a, of a depth piece, but... If he's, if he's earned that spot, and if he's been as productive as he's been, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's really valuable. Home run number one for Spencer Horwitz, who was added today when Brandon Belt was a late scratch. So, yeah, the for, Blue Jays Spence. totally shook up their entire <laughs> lineup like five minutes before first pitch. We had to get all new sheets, all new, all new uh, lineup sheets. It was so annoying. Threw a major wrench into things. But thankfully major no one. Major wrench. But it didn't hit anyone and no one was hurt. But you know I what? I was hurt. Had, had, I, think, I think some, no. I think some, you know, um, scorebooks that were already filled out were definitely hurt. All right. So let's figurative think about the, wrenches. Let's think about the scorebooks, folks. 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 No, but little, continue your thoughts. But if you've been hit by a literal wrench at work, you got to call Packers and Shanker. Packers and Shanker. Is this a real ad read right now? This is a real transition? No, 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 it's not. Um, It's not. Take it down. Take it down. Yeah, take it down. Um, Sorry, you got played. Yeah, yeah. Troy Tulowitzki very famously wore the number two. And if you need help because you've been hurt at work, call 222-2222 for the folks over at Bacchus and Shanker. Is it an ad read or is it not an ad read? No, it's not. It's not. Right, Can so, someone get me a show beer? So, I can't. <laughs> so for everyone watching along on the DNVR cha- uh, DNVR Sports channel on YouTube, that's where you can obviously watch us. If you're listening to a podcast, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Let us know how you want it. Uh, but on the web at coloradolaw.net is where you can get support from the folks over at Bacchus and Shanker. <laughs> Free consultation. They'll work on your case for free, in fact, because they've got 30 mm-hmm. lawyers, 100 folks on staff. They've been doing it for 25 years. They even have offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins. They're going to work to win your case. They've won their clients over $1 billion with a B. With a B. 
Yes. James saying, it's an ad read that's not an ad read, but is actually an ad read. It's not an ad read. But look, I will say if you've been injured at work, call Bacchus and Shanker because they win. Two, 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 two. If it's not an ad read, I can't sing the song. All right, it's an ad read. Bacchus and Shanker. Bacchus and Shanker. Someone in the chat saying they are exhausted. Someone in the chat. Who would say that in the chat? I don't know, but look, we read our comments. We answer questions that in the chat. That poor girl. She's so tired. We you look, must be wearing her out. They are tired. They are tired. Susie, come on. It's 2023. And in 2023, <laughs> you need to save money on your tickets. That's why you got to go over to Game Time. Use code DNVR. You get $20 off. Actually got text from someone today mm. who actually goes to a lot of Rocky games. And I was surprised. The homie Chris Hill. What's up, Chris? The uh, homie. I've, I've worked with him before. Great really? guy. Really? Great fan. He was rocking a Willing Rosario. That's why you need to go Niche. on Game Time Tickets. A, to either get $20 off. B, to get your tickets for about 60% off the face value. Because mm -hmm. there's not a ton of people going to games. There was 32000 there today. So there's plenty of season ticket holders that are selling their stuff on the secondary market on Game Time Tickets. So you can get a discount. Show up with your throwback Baby Bull jersey like William Rosario, mm -hmm. look amazing, get compliments, and compliment your wallet at game time with code DNVR. Yeah, best deals around. Code DNVR, folks. $20 off. Best code around. Best bobblehead around was uh, Charlie Blackman, I think. Charlie Blackman. The thing, <laughs> my favorite thing about bobblehead days is that um, when, uh, you know, on the scoreboard, you know, that shows every player's picture as they come up to bat. But, like, for a bobblehead day, you, they just use a picture of his bobblehead. That is cool. And that's so funny to me. I do love that. He, of course, had a big day because it was mm -hmm. his bobblehead day. Three for four, three RBI, a double, stolen base, first stolen base of the year. When it is your day for a bobblehead, you immediately go out and have a great game. Have to. Susie, it's the rule. Do you think that I have a spreadsheet for the best performance by a player who had a bobblehead gnome or other special player branded giveaway. Do you think I have a spreadsheet of that? I don't doubt that you have a spreadsheet for it. Susie, I do not yet. I don't. Then what the hell are you doing? Yet. What did you do all weekend if you're not making that spreadsheet? It should have been made already. Let's face it. What have you been doing with your 500 <laughs> years of life so far? The oldest person I've ever met. Thank you. You basically <laughs> said I look great for 500. That's it. I stopped keeping track actually after 458. That's good. Uh, man, the loss on Friday was a rough one, 13 to 9. Mm -hmm. uh, it did snap, I believe, a 10 game tacos drought, which we I think did, is important. We did get tacos despite not winning the game. That was, that was a big one. On Friday, Tovar, two more doubles, kind of ho hum. Like, mm -hmm. it's just what he does right now is just get himself locked in. Montero on Friday night was great to see him with a two-run home run. Hadn't started in about a week. Hitterish. I like today's lineup Ooh. because you had both Montero at first and Goodman in right. So you're checking off the boxes of the guys I think that have the best pop, the best power potential. Mm -hmm. No offense to Michael Tolia, but Goodman in right, Montero at first. That checks off the most boxes there. Even though Tolia is a plus-plus defender at first base. It's weird to not have a guy that you're like, this guy is a gold glove award caliber mm -hmm. at first base to not play him. It's just one of those positions where, you know, you need a little bit more offense out of that spot. And they also have so many damn guys anyway. Uh, first of all, yeah, the Rockies have like seven first basemen. <laughs> it's too many. It's a lot. 
You need two tops. Have you counted Bud Black? He's got a first baseman's mitt. We know that. <laughs> I did not count him. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's jump into some weird, wild, and wonderful. The oh, wonderful, boy. the McMahons are having a baby. Yes. I. Uh, they uh, posted the announcement over the weekend. Very exciting stuff. We love a baby Mac. I, I got choked up, to be honest. I thought it was it, such a great it was a video. Really sweet. It was a really sweet video. A montage of all of them. And then just, you know, Rymax reaction. Oh, you know, taking the little onesie out. And he's like, oh, who's this a gift for? And he's like, oh, my God. And I mean, even now, like, it kind who's of. Who's this a gift for? Because obviously, like, you know, everyone <laughs> around, like, our age, like, everyone you know is having a baby right now. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm a sappy That's, guy. That stuff gets me all the time. Yeah. If we had stuck around to watch The Sandlot, I'd have been crying like a baby. I was today at The Sandlot Day? Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that today was The Sandlot Day. You couldn't sit on the field at all, but you could just sit in the stands. Not a ton of people stuck around, actually, I think, because of the rain delay. And the long game, like a three-hour game. What? Yeah. I thought we're done with that. I thought it was legally mandated you can't play games more than three hours. I think, like, every game this weekend has been longer Felt than like three it. I, I think it actually like every weekend or every game this weekend was longer than three hours. Yeah, it was a lot. I know Friday was. Man, it, yeah, these have just been long. And then the rain delay, of course, made it longer. Oh, my gosh. I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, oh, we're tired going into the ninth and it's raining again. I'm like, are we actually just going to be here like until we die? You hear set the timer for the oven so that our podcast cookies would be ready for us at a certain time. He's like, oh, no, what do I do? But he's a great yeah, chef. Yeah, would never do something that nice for us. He wouldn't make podcast cookies for us? He would absolutely never. He's this, over there shaking his head. He's like, I, this is my least this favorite show. This season that needs to be the new bit. <laughs> it's, oh, okay, okay. That's fair. Does, you, does your wife bake? Yeah? Ooh, we're getting the... He, he the Ooh, Reese's. Can I Great. request one of those for my birthday? I like that. All right. Oh, well, then I'm screwed because she thinks I'm really chaotic. <laughs> I know for a fact that she, she's told me to my face. <laughs> but is that a, does she not like chaotic or is chaotic bad? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's accepting. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> There's a lot of wonderfuls today. I, I kind of tried to avoid as many of the wilds and weirds. All right. Wonderful. When Bernard receives a letter of congratulations from President Barack Obama. Okay. How awesome is that? That is that. That's an all timer. It does wow. not get better than that. That's it's also a little, a wow. It's a little delayed, but <laughs> it, did, it did say March on it, too. It of said this. March. So I'm like, did he just get it? Did he just get around to posting it? Also, like, sending that letter in March, it's still way after his debut. It, I think Obama's just a little busy. I was going to say, that's the other thing. Presidents, it goes to show you, like, how busy they are and how much they stay off social media. He's, like, just catching up with stuff from last <laughs> that's year. A, that's a good experience. Like, it's just not in his feed. He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still pretty much on, like, 2021 at this point. Wonderful <laughs> to see Hunter Goodman continuing to do it at the plate, continuing to rake the gardener, a.k.a. The gardener. The folks over at... Uh, at Blake Street Banner say his nickname is your mom's favorite player. I, huh. I, it's not bad. I like I it. Mean, I like it better with hyphens. Your hyphen mom's hyphen favorite hyphen player. You know, it's an inside joke going back to the whole B-Rod business. Got it. All right. Of course, because you have the whole thing with the, the hyphens. <laughs> it's very, very funny. Oh, I've, I've referred yeah. to him as YMFP for sure. I like that a lot. 
I'm That's a honestly good one. like Hunter Goodman probably is like one of my mom's favorite players because <laughs> his name is Hunter and our last name is Hunter. Bingo. So it and, just it works. And one day on Wheel of Fortune, the before and after could say Susie, Hunter, Goodman, and it wins somebody a trip to like, you know, oh. Iceland on a cruise or one of those kind of deals. Because, of course, we're both going to be very famous. Yes. I know that. In he's my soul. on his way, man. Three RBI today, mm -hmm. double, a walk. He's he's doing it all. He looks great. Real quick, I just saw a picture of him. He kind of looks like Kale McCarr. Looks like who? Kale McCarr. Um, you know, you know I, maybe. Yes. Yeah. I, actually, today I he did. see that. I, I see that. I've seen all his pictures. He looks like Kale McCarr if Kale McCarr decided not to be the greatest hockey player of all time. Well, he did right. shave today. I noticed so he had kind of oh, got yeah, a haircut. Oh, yeah, he had, like, some crazy facial hair going on. He had a cool-looking beard. It I liked it. It was kind of Mutton Chop-esque. It but was, like... It was a little, yeah. Have you ever seen Kale's uh, playoff beard? It looks the same. I just really? Oh. He has the... Interesting. They, they look good. like they could be close cousins. I like that. You know what? I We love two Denver athletes <laughs> as doppelgangers to each other. I think that's hilarious. And we've we've maybe we've coined a new phrase, close cousins. They look like they could be close cousins. Close cousins. I like that. Uh, it's wonderful that roster expansion allows allows two more piece of of happy news. First, Tyler Kinley coming off the IL, uh, which was nice to see. He immediately comes in, gets the save on on Saturday mm -hmm. night, and the return of Sean Bouchard back for the first time all season. Walked, he scored uh, career high three runs on Saturday mm -hmm. night. It's it's good to see him back and uh, and he's happy to be back. It's really good to see him back. Uh, it was time. It was absolutely time. And yeah, I know um, uh, the Rockies uh, weren't the most exciting team adding those two pieces on roster expansion day. I know a lot of other teams got to see you know prospects that they have been dying to see, but we've been dying to see Sean Bouchard yeah. back and of course Tyler Kinley too. So it just made that. Just all the more easier. We barely had got to see Kinley off the IL too, so I mean, I know, yeah. Hey, that's it's still still a dub there. The only wild thing I got in the weird, wild, and wonderful notes is Angel Hernandez was of course behind the plate, uh, was not very good according to um scorecards. There was a a fly ball down the line that I know you thought was foul. He said it was fair. Just a little surprise. He didn't go and point to you in the press box and get your opinion. Kind of rude. Really rude. Um, surprised he didn't eject me, honestly, because that also sounds like maybe more along the lines of something that would happen. Um, yeah, that home run looked awfully freaking foul to me. It did. It did. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, no, it, he was Angel Hernandez was Angel Hernandezing. Super hard. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Was he actually trending on Twitter? I, I don't know if I looked. You it know wasn't big enough of a game for people it, to get crazy about. Exactly. Yeah. It like, wasn't like that. It was pretty low stakes. It's not like only one of those teams in this matchup was uh, fighting for a playoff spot. So it's at the, at the end of the day, does it really even matter? Yeah. It mattered to me, Angel. The, I tell you what, the playoffs matter to the Broncos. They're looking to do that thing. And you can kind of start celebrating now out of their week one game with the Breck Brew Broncos country, our Breck Brew of the month. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's finally, finally Broncos pale ale season. Is oh, it yeah. a pale ale? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not just making this up in my head. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while because it hasn't been Broncos season. Yeah. They got the high wire hops from the North Fork Valley. It's got the delicate citrus hop aroma, local malts. It's got that malty backbone with a finish that's clean and dry. It's the Broncos country from Breck Brew. And here's the thing. You go to breckbrew.com, Breck Brew locator, put in your zip code, find out where you can get it. Susie, mm -hmm. I mean, 
I'm just I'm just gonna say it. You're in trouble right now. I'm in trouble. Because I went to the Brick Brew locator. And oh boy. Okay. I know where you're going. Every Rockies with this. minor league affiliate, you can in any of those minor league cities, they can kind of get a taste of DNVR, DNVR Rockies, and Colorado mm -hmm. in their market, except one minor league affiliate city for the Rockies. It's Hartford. It's Hartford. To be fair, you know, the Yard Goats have their own official beer of the Hartford Yard Goats. And it's called the Breck Brew Broncos Country. <laughs> uh, did you, Susie, did you notice the yellow wristbands that everyone was wearing today? I noticed um, there were yellow wristbands, yellow ribbons. Um, that was for childhood cancer awareness today. Yeah. Uh, players on both sides rocking those yellow ribbons. Love that. Such a good, such a good cause. Um, I love, I love, I love when, yeah. We can all come together. It was cool. Yeah. It was definitely cool. I, this is like their eighth year doing it, and I don't know that I've ever noticed it before. Then again, it's just kind of a one-day in and out. If yeah. You're not like, at the ballpark that day. It just might not resonate with you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, actually, I didn't even notice it early on in the game yeah. until someone was like, oh, why are they wearing those? And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. Like, because it's just so subtle. So subtle. Um and, like, you know, it's a Sunday. Sundays are slow. <laughs> We're all slow on Sundays. We're a little bit. But, yeah, that was that was sweet. I did notice that. Did not go unnoticed, guys. That was cool. I did like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I like all the comments that we got, you know. Everyone was pretty much respectful. <laughs> maybe, maybe you saw something otherwise all week long with our DNVR ranks, the top 25 greatest athletes in Denver sports history. And we had a lot of fun with it, and we've been doing it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Top five list for the Rockies. Today we're going to get into the top five greatest uniforms. And I, this is my this is more my list. So I'm very curious I was gonna say, to see like, where you I would rank I had them. no input here, and <laughs> I already I, I, I saw this before the show started, and I'm like, I'm disagreeing with a lot of what you have going on. And I thought about that. I was like, oh, we could collaborate to like have you know secret ballots, put it in. I was like, it'll be more fun to just say, you have awful taste. I have awful taste. I can't It'll wait be to good. roast you for this awful list. No, no. it's a good list because the Rockies have had some fire True. uniforms in their history. Yeah, I didn't I didn't include like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Armed Forces, anything like that. No, because those are just like yeah. variations on the yeah. classic uniform. They and don't count so much. Some of them really pop nice. Like there, I think there's been a couple Air Force ones where they just get the, the colors just right mm -hmm. that look really great. I want to say maybe when they were in Texas this year, it looked Good, obviously the 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 walk off cycle for Nolan Arenado with the baby blue, like that's kind of iconic. But you're right, it's just it's only iconic variant. because of what happened. A little bit, yeah. It's like because that's not what he should have been wearing for an iconic moment in Rockies history. He should not have been wearing a baby blue gimmick jersey. He should have <laughs> been wearing purple and pinstripes. Already the chat popping off, black vest. Purple undershirt, yes, that it was. That was a rarity. Fire. All right, but before Fire. we actually get into the real Rockies ones, I want to show something because okay. we get new Rockies fans each and every day. Also, you can be a Rockies fan for five years and might not know about this. Denver, a graphic artist by the name of Jesse Alkire. You can go to mm -hmm. jessealkire.com. Uh, I actually collaborated with him on on something during the lockout, which was really fun. He's done stuff for the Cincinnati Reds, Montgomery Biscuits. He had a really cool rebrand in 2017. He actually had a green jersey, but these two stood out. The one on the right. Leadville gray jersey. Like, look at that slate. That's nice. That is just a gray that looks amazing. I like that better than the Rockies road jersey right now. And then, might be hard to tell on the detail on the one on the left of Cargo. He didn't pose for this. It's just really good graphic design. It's just a, yeah, a good Photoshop. The pinstripes are actually the lines you would see on a topography map. So, like, you know how you see the curves yes. of a mountain? 
and they'll get you know a little bit closer and uh -huh. closer together as you reach the peak of something. It has like that around the collars and whatnot. Just great attention to detail, and it it looks really amazing. So I'm glad to see that after Jesse, you know, had a at a green jersey in his rebrand, the Rockies actually did it with the City Connect. Did it make the top five? Let's find out. So I passed on the road grays altogether as well as the players' weekend ones. But those were kind of neat. I found a nice little collage. I think the Players Association... I miss the players' weekend right? ones. Not because I necessarily like these uniforms, but I love seeing the nicknames that these guys decide to put on the backs of their jerseys. True. That was fun. Three years, like, it came and went. And so, like, it happened three seasons, but... They launched it in 2017, and then it was gone in 2019, so it really feels like two years. The one in the middle in 2018 is kind of the one that you will see the most. Yeah. It has that, like, Little League World Series kind of look. Black throughout the chest, purple sleeves there. I kind of had forgotten. It's giving black vest. <laughs> yeah, it is. If the um, Was this always the plan for this to just be a three-year thing, or did this get kind of disrupted because of the pandemic season? I think there it wasn't did. a Little League World Series that year. I don't yeah. have an official word on it, but you have to think that that's probably yeah. part of that. I miss and it. Let's bring these back. The and all it, black ones are actually really nice. I don't except, like those. Except for the pants. If they went with gray pants, that looked better because they look like dress pants. I was going to say, yeah, the, they look like umps. Yeah. But the, that's why I like. They have to go with gray pants, but that yeah. variation of black is actually really nice. They had to wear that in St. Louis. Oh, my Lord. Oh, so, I want to I throw <laughs> up just thinking about wearing all black in that humidity. That's disgusting. 17 and 18 is kind of inverses of each other. 17, they're on the road. I'd kind of forgotten about that with the gray. Kind of like that. You know, the, the Rockies, the lettering doesn't pop as much in the front, but they're okay. 18 was great. And then in 2019, the road team was all black, which you see jerseys like that around. Yeah. The home team was all white. Now, that might have looked a little bit different. That could have been I interesting. Just, I felt these jerseys were the 2019 yeah. player weekend jerseys they were hard to read yeah i feel like there was an all was it last year's all-star game where it was like all yeah. black all white dodgers yeah those were those were hard to read too i think uh, like i appreciate like what yeah. we're going with i love a monochrome moment same but it, it, they didn't work for me. They didn't work for me. Yep. They, that definitely missed a little bit there. All right. Honorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> we still haven't in the top five yet. Oh honorable boy. mentions. Turn ahead the clock. Iconic. 1999. Larry Walker holding the bat up there I, with the Fu Manchu. Yes. Also has the bobblehead, too. Uh, commemorated, you know, with the Hall of Fame plaque on the bottom. These are kind of so bad they're good. No, I think these are just good. Ooh. I think these are just good. I actually have, I have a T-shirt version of that. The really? issue, with, the issue yeah. with this one is the the sleeves on the vest go over the shoulder. Yeah. It's not the design itself. Okay. Because if they did that, it would actually look way better. Okay. You know what? I just have I have absolutely no notes. I always loved this look. Uh, yeah. What year was this? 1999. Yeah. Okay. So 98 was the first year any team did it. Hopefully, I, I've got my facts right. I think it was created by somebody in, in Seattle. And mm -hmm. it was a whole promotion for... You know, anniversary of Major League Baseball. If you remember the '99 All Star Game at Fenway Park, they had the you know the greatest all time team there. Ted Williams showed up, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So they were like, "Oh, Century." Uh, yeah, know, I think it was like Century Twenty One. Like, hey, let's let's turn ahead the clock. We always have the throwbacks. Yes. Let's throw it forward. You know what? Um, uh, that was just a big time for yeah. <laughs> Just like bracing yourself for a future that might not exist because we all thought the Y2K bug was going to end everything. Yeah, let's let's go out with a blast. How, <laughs> did you get this shirt out of a trunk or was it is it actually a, no, a branded? It, it, it was like actually something that they were selling at the Rockies team store. 
Like, Dude, I think, that's awesome. like, I think I bought it like back in like maybe 2016 or 2017. Really? Yeah, it's a good one. I haven't seen it in a while. It's probably packed away somewhere, but it's like, it was like one that's of my, cool. it's my favorite Rocky it's, shirts. That's good. They, they do sell that jersey now, although I, they may have modified the sleeves, as you pointed out, you hear. Um, but I think they do, they have sold the, both the Walker and a, and a Helton one. And you do see a couple of those. Also, honorable mention for the white vest. People know about the black one, plenty. But uh, this photograph is from 2010. Tulowitzki, white vest with a pinstripe. You Susan, know, what do you think about that? I you don't see this one that much. You don't see this very often. Um, uh, this is something I feel like only a few guys can really pull off. Tula pulled <laughs> it off. But yeah, no, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. It's no black vest, but it was different. It was a moment. It was a choice. So any of these that we've seen so far, would they be in your top five? I mean, turn ahead, the, the turn ahead is like easily in my top five. Easily. It is, I, I'm in, enraged that it's only honorable mention in your book. All right. Some people got the road, you know, the road uniform. It's it's not in the top five. doesn't even get an honorable mention. It's good. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's a clean look. But I just like all the ones we, we're going to talk about here that much more. I actually like the discontinued, someday it may return, road Pinstripes. Now, when is the last road time? Pinstripes. When is the last time uh, the Rockies wore road pinstripes? I don't have the exact year. It could have been around 2012. Here you got Mike Hampton wearing it. Ryan Spielborg's modeling oh, it. Spilly with the soul patch. That was also a moment. And it's hard to tell a little bit. At least you know from from our screen, it looks like it could be the home whites, but they're gray. They kind of look like pajamas a little bit. So again, they're almost like. They straddle the line. Is it bad? Is it good? I think they're good. The clubhouse manager for the Rockies, Tiny Ponarelli, actually has a, a framed Todd Helton jersey, signed, of course, by Todd. And it is actually the road pinstripe. That's when he thinks about Todd Helton. He thinks about the fact that Todd Helton could hit on the road. Sure, his numbers were better at Coors Field. We know this. But most players, their, their numbers at home are better than on the road. And so he's got road pinstripe Todd Helton. Every day we walk by in the clubhouse. Oh my gosh! You know, I didn't nice. realize. I actually, I did not notice that it was a road pinstripe jersey. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. cool. Okay, uh, you know, it's a nice story. It's a nice story. <laughs> that's what bumps it into the five. Is the good story? No, I mean, you bumped it into the five. I wouldn't have bumped it into the five. <laughs> Ooh, outside looking in. Yeah. Number four, City Connect. This is a very controversial choice. I still, I like the City Connects asterisk um, uh, white pants only. I'm sick of the green pants. Now that we've seen the other option. You know what? It happened. Last night it happened. I love the green pants now. Really? I flipped on them. Yeah. Because we've you? been seeing the white more. And then just watching the game, I'm like, I, I like the green. It makes them more like this is City Connect. If you're wearing white pants, it just looks like in kind of an alternate jersey, which is what it is. And that's fine. Mm. But the green pants, man, I... I don't know. Maybe because we've had some time to miss them and see the white. I don't miss them. I kind of dig them now. I think we haven't had enough time to miss them, and uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't anticipate missing them. You know. Uh, so you know how the Dodgers, their city connect is just Dodger blue on Dodger blue. It's a lot of Dodger blue. Whoa. At least that was the original mm -hmm. city connect. They haven't worn their blue pants this entire season. They switched to white, and they never looked back. The Rockies. The Rockies didn't because they're like, listen, we spent some money on these pants. This is we true. Can't, we can't waste it. The Dodgers are just like, we don't care. Will with a great suggestion in the chat. Rockies could look back with a fake old time, early 1900s throwback. There's a word for that. Do you know what that is? 
Um, historical fiction. If you had a fake throwback, it's there's uh, a word for that. There I think is. The, the Tampa Bay Rays have one that that like looks like '70s style Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, what's the word for it? Fauxback. Oh, okay. That's good, right? Yeah, that's good. That makes that's sense. Good. So Fauxback, I don't think the Rockies would ha- have fun like that. I mean, Nike want, MLB implemented would... fun. They're allowed that. But their own original, unique, organic fun, they wouldn't do that. Could you imagine <laughs> if they just went like all in and did like, we're going to do wool uniforms. Oh. Real throwbacks. <laughs> Is it, I'm you, choosing chaos. Have you, been, have you been watching a lot of Seinfeld? Do you think they should have a giveaway for, of fitted hats and they need to make sure they have all the hat sizes as well? <laughs> no? The Yorkers did a, a Seinfeld night the other night. Oh, and so they good. had, um, uh, they yes. do the baby, this is a, such a tangent right now, but they do a baby goat race normally where okay. they, they dress little kids up as baby goats and they run the bases. It's some kind of race thing. Uh, but for the Seinfeld night, they dress them up as little mailmen, little Newman. Yes, I saw that. So funny. Like, that's genius. Newman. Didn't they also have the. Elaine, best Elaine dancer. That could have been another team. You could have a Seinfeld night every year. They've got the Marvel nights all throughout minor league baseball. There should be a Seinfeld night um, for every minor league team. You know what? I think it's like a very common theme, or at least it's going to be. Will uh, asking, didn't the Yard Goats also have a soup Nazi night? No, that was part of Seinfeld night. No it, soup for you. It was, it was action-packed for that one. Number three. Yeah, let's continue. The Black Vest. This, I'm enraged that this is not number one. This is the <gasps> best... Rockies uniform, Patrick. This is absolute BS that you that you put this at number three. I'm like so offended, and I think the entire fan base should riot up <laughs> against you. It's great. It's great. The thing, I, one of the reasons why I also think it was somewhat discontinued, besides the besides know, it getting you know production change allegedly, allegedly because of the city yeah. connect. I don't know that it sells very well, to be honest. Like really? you have to wear a shirt underneath. Mm. You don't see a ton of them around. You see them. You see them. But I don't know like if they actually sell well. It's like a basketball jersey. It's just I guess it's very it's, unique. You know? I guess, yeah, it is so unique. And it's also like you really have to have like a swagger about you to pull it off. Yeah. Like not everyone can do it. And I don't know if people in Colorado are necessarily good at dressing themselves. You, you need layers. And that is not even enough of one layer. That's like no. half to three quarters of a single layer. Not enough on the black vest. So... We'll eventually see them back. I think that will be that will come back definitely before the road pinstripes. Mm-hmm. Although I did ask the guy that that pushes the buttons, and we could potentially tiny. You know, he didn't say it outright, but he's like, I love the road pinstripes. So if you're expecting the black vest to come back first, I wouldn't hold your breath. Oh man, I'm disappointed. Number <laughs> two on that list. It's number two. The purple top. Just a good old purple Rockies jersey. You wear it at home. You could wear it on the road. It's Purple, the only one still, even after all of these teams with their city connects, purple. Everyone looks great in it. Todd, I mean, Todd Helton has pretty much worn all of these jerseys. <laughs> he really <but> has. <laughs> just the purple jersey, man. It's it, You know what? This is definitely an iconic Colorado jersey yeah. because when you think purple, you think the Rockies. Yeah. There aren't other major league teams rocking purple like this. When you think of the home pinstripes, you think of the Yankees because that's ultimately what they were modeled after. I mean, ev- exactly. Like the Yankees, the pinstripe is their thing. We're all just kind of like copying it. That's mm-hmm. fine. That being said, <clears throat> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Number one, home pinstripe. That's the best. It's iconic. 
in, in Colorado, at least. Like, I can't that's believe you put, you put this basic-ass jersey at number one, Patrick. <laughs> I, what, what is this? Look, they're wearing it in 95. They're wearing it now. I mean, I, the rebrands are fun, but how many people are still wearing the weird, like, orange... It wasn't maroon like like the Astros. Astros had a, a rebrand in like the nineties, mm-hmm. and then again in the two thousands and twenty tens. The Marlins have a, had a ton of different looks, and now they've kind of gone back to embracing the ninety three expansion mm-hmm. jerseys. The Rays uh, they've kind of stayed close. The Diamondbacks have had a billion. Again, that's fun, but it gets a little too it's, you know dare what? I say chaotic it, it does get too chaotic and i can say <laughs> that as the chaotic queen here but Ooh. no there are a lot of teams who have just done way too much yeah even though the rockies uh, you know uh, they don't step outside of the box too much but that being said um i think i think that serves them well in terms with how well these uniforms these jerseys have aged yeah Yep. Yeah. I, that that that's my top five. I James mean, is on my side, by the way. You tell him, Susie. <laughs> Thank I've, you. I've always wanted but, to see a purple one with white pinstripes. That exactly. sounds awful. It it sounds in theory, wow. but I think it would actually look really nice. Can you Photoshop that up? You no. know, no, it's not crazy. You can't or you won't. I can't. Like oh, I don't okay. got that talent. I, I don't have that Photoshop. Talent. Honestly, that could be the second iteration of City Connect because that's basically what the White Sox have. They've got the black uniforms with. I don't know if it's white or if it's silver. It might even be silver pinstripes. So, I mean, it's been done. That could be interesting. Well, see, I think it works with the black. I think it would be too much with the purple. It would be too busy. I'm not into it. Unless someone makes a mock-up and it looks great. Until then, I think it's ass. (laughs) No, it has to be white pants. has to be white pants. Otherwise, it's like really, really looking like pajamas. Yeah, could be could be too busy. Hey, most of y'all out there, you're not going to be busy on Monday. <laughs> it's Labor Day, uh, but we'll still be having plenty of fun on Twitter, doing wonderful things. It won't be a show. We'll be back on Tuesday, but we'll have plenty of fun on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found. Uh, and you can find me at the Susie Hunter, or you can find me in Albuquerque because I'm flying down tomorrow. Oh, that flying? Is, that driving? is how I'm spe- I'm actually flying. I know. I still have a donut on my car, so... I can't drive anywhere. Oh my god! I know. How how long have you had a donut? Uh, no on comment. Your car? No further questions. Thank you. No comment. No further questions. Four weeks. Thank you. Is Thank you. Under. But yeah, at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Um, uh, we'll have some good stuff going on down there, and some good stuff happening on our main account. So Patrick, why don't you close out our show for us? <laughs> Are you Ubering to the airport? <laughs> Don't, I can't let it go. No, okay. No, don't, look, wor- don't worry about it. This is a Susie problem, not a Patrick problem. I tell you what, though. No, hey, you gave us some good laughs here, so I appreciate the momentum you gave us. Yeah. But as uh, they say in baseball, momentum is only as good as your next day starting pitcher. But in podcasting, it's a little bit different. It's you know? only as good as your next show. And it's going to be a good one. We'll be back here on Tuesday at 2, mm. DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube.